0: Outliers by Malcolm Gladwell One-sentence summary Outliers explains why the self-made man is a myth and what truly lies behind the success of the best people in their field, which is often a series of lucky events, rare opportunities and other external factors which are out of our control. My favorite quote from the author is Who we are cannot be separated from where we're from. Malcolm Gladwell Wow. This is one of those times where reading the summary on Blinkist before the book really, really paid off. The only thing I knew about Malcolm Gladwell's book Outliers was that this is the book that the 10,000 hour rule came from. The rule says to become world class at anything, you have to put in 10,000 hours of practice, which equals about five years of uninterrupted 40 hour work weeks worth of practice. In reality, it's often closer to 10 years. Therefore, I expected the book to be about deliberate practice and how success is in your own hands if you work hard enough. Boy, was I wrong. This book argues the exact opposite. Here are three great lessons from it. 1. After you cross a certain skill threshold, your abilities won't help you. 2. The month you're born in matters. 3. Asians are good at math because where you come from matters. Outliers, lesson 1. After you cross a certain skill threshold, your abilities won't help you. This answers the question, what does it take to become truly great in any given field? To debunk the myth of the self-made man, which might be the most popular myth of our time, Gladwell first looked at how much your skills really influence where you end up in life. Of course, practice matters, and so do genetic predispositions in sports but their influence is limited. As it turns out, once you cross a certain threshold with your skills and abilities, any extra won't do you much good. For example, since the 1980s the average height of an NBA basketball player has been six foot seven. Even if you grow to be 7' tall, those additional inches won't give you a huge advantage over other players. Gladwell also looked at law school students and their performance. Some law schools lower their admission requirements for racial minorities. And even though these students tend to perform worse than their non-minority peers both before and in law school, this gap completely disappears once they graduate. They make the same valuable contributions, get paid just as much and receive as many honors as their peers. Why? Because once you've reached a certain level of legal expertise, other factors start to take over and influence your career like social skills, how good your network is, and even catching a lucky break. Outliers Lesson 2 Being born in the wrong month can put you at a disadvantage. This answers the question, how important is the month that I was born in? Remember when you saw an 8th grader in high school date a 10th grader? You were probably shocked. He's 2 years older than her, that's insane! I still remember the comments, it was a huge deal in our school. However, when you are 40 and take your wife to dinner with the neighbors, nobody would be surprised to hear she's 38, 42 or even several more years older or younger than you. That's because relative age matters, especially when you are young. How old you are compared to your peers can give you a huge advantage or disadvantage, for example in sports. Gladwell found out that most professional Canadian hockey players who end up in the NHL are born in the first half of the year. In fact, twice as many have birthdays in the first quarter as in the last. That's because the annual cutoff date for youth teams is January 1st, meaning kids born in December have to compete with their friends who are almost a year older than they are. When you're 8 years old, you stand no chance against a 9-year-old in terms of strength and speed. The difference is huge when a year makes up 12.5% of your entire life. Think through your own life, this happens all the time. I remember being born early in 1991. Always sucked in school because 1990 was often the cutoff year for sports teams due to the way the German school year is set. Outliers, Lesson 3 Asians are good at math because where you come from matters. This answers the question. How does the location of your birth influence your life? If you think age is bad, try imagining being born somewhere entirely different. Warren Buffett always says he's been lucky to have been born into the United States at the time he was, because a few thousand years ago, with his kinds of genes, he'd have been some animal's lunch. For example, Gladwell says there's a reason for the stereotype that Asians are good at math. Several several factors actually are in favor of Asians becoming relatively good at it. First, Asian languages are set up so that children learn to add numbers simultaneously with learning to count. Second, hundreds of years of building a traditional culture around farming rice has instilled a great sense of discipline into Asian culture. Unlike farming wheat or corn, farming rice is hard. It needs a lot more precision, control, coordination and patience. Rice farmers could also reap the full rewards of their work, whereas European farmers were often robbed of a big part of their harvest by greedy landlords and nobility, leaving them far less motivated to do their best. Just like rice farming, math is hard. You have to stick with problems and let the gears in your brain crunch until you work it out. Europeans often give up a lot faster on hard math questions than their Asian peers, because neither math nor discipline are a part of their cultural legacy. So yes, where you're born matters. My personal takeaways from Outliers for 2017. I want to share a few examples and stories maybe of how the location where I was born and so on have influenced my life just so you can to add to Gladwell's points here. The very first example I can come up with is access to the internet and when you had it. That's a huge deal, right? Imagine you had a, a uh, flat rate sort of... Uh, Power line where you could be online all the time. In say 1996, someone like Seth Godin said he, that was a huge advantage for him because it was at his university. Um, he it cost 400 a month or so, but he just had access to it, right? So he could use the internet every single day, all the time. Back in a time when it was still when still when people still read every single email they got. Can you imagine that? And so I remember. Uh Where we lived, we always had to, we had this dial up connection where you had to dial up, and the phone was like getting 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 right, and it dials up and it takes forever and then we were always limited. My dad would say like "Okay, you get an hour right or like thirty minutes and there was this screen timer on the screen that said tick tick tick, and then it was over and my friend just uh, half an hour away he he had this uh, this power line all all day round line very early a flat rate. And so I often went to his house, we downloaded what felt like the entire web, like funny videos and music and everything, played online games, uh, and then I went home after 24 hours. So that was huge, and just imagining what it means when you got access to the internet in, in the course of the history of the internet, that's a very big deal. The second thing I would like to talk about is the, the extra skills that don't help you, so to speak i think there are several examples here one also comes from warren buffett he frequently says well if you have an iq that's over a hundred you might as well give the extra points away so if you had an iq of 120 you could easily lose 20 points and still not lose much benefit because once you have an iq of 100 or slightly over the determining factor of your success becomes how much you work um how well you of course build relationships with people in your industry right like if you're at the right uh, location at the right time and so on and so forth and i've definitely seen this with writing i've been writing for two and a half years and just recently i posted on quora on facebook that um the number of my quora views went up and in the first i think 60 days i got a million views and then in another 30 days i got another million views and below the post I wrote, yeah, see, um, there's all these posts that, that say like, oh, yeah, look, I did this in 60 days and then in 30 days. You can do it too. And I said all these posts are bullshit because what they don't factor into is that I've been writing for 2.5 years, right? So I've been building this skill set and now I can just take that skill set to various places and obviously uh, be successful faster, quote unquote, than others might be. And that's not always easy to see, but someone who is successful on the outside will usually have put in the time to get their skill set to the level where they can just take it different places and then win faster. So keep that in mind. Um, Your life is just more than the sum of its parts and you can't untangle these things and say, write for X days, get Y results. It just doesn't work that way. I think Outliers is a great book to remind us of that.